side of it. And you know, so hard conversations. I as I get older, I'm welcoming them more because I'm not going in with the full, you know, shield and battle axe to um in there to say, hey, you know, let's stop, rethink, regroup, and figure out how both sides, like Eric said, both sides can win. I'll say bum so you can put that inside the uh point where you said that word. <laughs> Bleep it out. <laughs> Beep. Uh. Hello and welcome to the Forefathers Podcast. I'm Paul. I'm Fife. Uh, I'm Adam. I'm Eric. And this is the Forefathers Podcast is a podcast of faith, fatherhood, friendship, and other F words like feuds. So in today's podcast, we'll be talking about just that, hard conversations. Um, we're in a pretty divisive time at this point. Uh, the 2020 elections are coming up, depending on when you're listening to this podcast. It's been a particularly kind of uh, interesting time, to say the least. So really, we really wanted to, to drill in. We started you know, thinking about um, how do we uh, have these hard conversations? Where did it come from? Where, where did we learn how to have these hard conversations growing up? Uh, what did you learn and what did you see modeled about having hard conversations? Some of this we've talked about in past conversations. In my family, we didn't really shy away from hard conversations much. We would talk about anything and everything and we'd talk about them in the family, but we'd also talk about them with people that were over hanging out. And so, you know, I remember as a kid, some of those conversations, uh, were me telling my dad that he didn't know anything or not agreeing with my dad on some stuff. And, and it would lead to, you know, a fight for lack of a better way to put that right. Where it would be like, it would start out usually as a not angry confrontation. And then it would, it would ascend into an angry confrontation and then we'd finish it and it would be okay again. And, you know, um, like I said in one of the previous episodes, I believe it was the one about um, me. One of the things I learned from my dad is that you finish the conversation, that you follow through. That is one thing that I saw modeled over and over again, that you love the person you're talking to enough to finish the conversation well. I don't know about you, but man, I, when I'm on Facebook, I look at some of the comment and feeds and responses and all the stuff that goes along with that stuff. And I'm just like, Block, 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 block. <laughs> right. Well, right. And there's no compassionate understanding. Like, this isn't a conversation. This is just people bl blowing people up, you know? And that's not a hard conversation. And that doesn't bring any intelligence to either side of the group. It doesn't bring any education. It doesn't bring any real information. All it does is make people feel beaten, battered, bruised, and angry. I think that's probably one of the most important things that I learned as growing up. And it's something that I saw modeled over and over again. Um, and most of the time when we fought, we fought clean. So when you say fought clean, like you were keeping it on neutral ground, not trying to send a dig at someone, you know, like I said, most of the time, yeah, we were pretty good about it. Not being, I mean, some of those conversations were, Hey, Eric, you're not prioritizing the things I need you to prioritize. That's my dad talking to me, but it was never, Eric, you are a no good, shiftless, 
PIA, right? Yeah, right. It was never like attacking my character, but it was about trying to get me to do whatever he needed me to do. You know, that's just one example of a set of hard conversations. But, you know, as a kid, as an parent, that's something when I'm having conversations with my kids, I have to remember that it's not they suck. It's that they don't know how or they aren't choosing to do the things that I think are important. And that's a different conversation, right? That's wading into the parenting thing. But yeah, so we tried to keep it away from the point was not to destroy my opponent, if that makes sense. When I talk about keeping it clean, the point wasn't to make it so they didn't want to fight anymore. <laughs> the point was to come to a resolution. And I guess that's what I mean by keeping it clean. I think for me, um, growing up, this is me being the older, wiser person in this group. <laughs> By six months, not like a whole lot. When we were growing up, it was a lot simpler time. And I hate saying that because that's, you know, what my parents said to me. Social media is giving people a platform to kind of just offload the first thought top of their mind. When we were growing up, the filtering mechanism that we learned stop us from getting into those dirty fights. I learned very early on to reserve my opinions, you know, on something unless I was uh, well-educated in that area. I think it was also... A it's a different time than now. I mean, when and thinking back to childhood and having any sort of hard conversation or difficult conversation or a conversation where, you know, you either messed up or did something wrong. You, there was always that boundary level. You never took it too far because your parents would knock the crap out of you or chase you around the house. Or whereas today there was, there isn't that boundary level and people just seem to stomp all over people. There, there was that like, hey, your parents are law and order and you're living under their house and you're living under their rules and there will be a level of respect. Even if you think you're right and you're, and you're 100% wrong. I remember having those conversations and, and at those times biting my tongue and, and not, not lashing out because the, the outcome of that is just going to be further, further frustration or potentially <laughs> running away from, from what was getting swatted across the back or whatnot, you know, the, the paddle, we don't institute the paddle any longer, <laughs> but, but I think that also in, in a lot of ways has also just the way I interact with people, that underlying respect level that people deserve. And, and obviously with my, my walk with God and paying attention and just in my daily life and, and, and seeing just the things that I see on a daily basis and people just trying to spout their own thoughts and ideas without giving a second to hear the other side of the story or to let someone even get their thoughts out to be able to have that meaningful conversation. There's that, le that level of respect that's kind of been drilled into me that, hey, you know, each of us have a have an important point and and sometimes getting that point across or even being able to change someone's mind, you kind of have to let, let that person speak and be able to have that conversation where I look at it today and now, and it's people don't care <laughs> or people are just like my, my opinion, or that's the thought process. I don't want to say that's for everybody, but that's kind of the generalized thought process is it's my opinion, my opinion. If you don't agree with me, well, then you're the bad person having that level of, okay, let me hear you. Even though I think you're wrong, let me hear what you have to say. Let, let's get to that point. And from that, hopefully there's a change in, in a thought process or a change in an in, in, in idea. You know? So is that how, how you 
saw that modeled growing up, like kind of letting somebody else speak as it were. And, and it sounds like respect was a big, was a big part of that. Obviously my dad did a lot of traveling and he was kind of the authoritative fi- figure in our house. And I think that's for a lot of families too. You wait until your father gets home. <laughs> it's not bringing you a pony. That's for sure. <laughs> but, but even so there were many times in my, in, in discussions with my, with my mom and, and, and even with my dad too, where there, there was, the frustration, there was a point where, okay, we're going to work through this. And sometimes that working through took several days. Sometimes that working through took only a couple hours. Sometimes that, that working through was a go to your room and think about it. (laughs) Always in the end that it would always come down to a, a meaningful lesson or a meaningful discussion to bring resolution, even through kind of the smoke and mirrors and effects, I put it that way, but kind of the frustration and the clash. You see that now and people just don't, they're just, there isn't that, that respect you see a lot today. Just kind of sad. Yeah. And we'll, we'll certainly get into the, you know, kind of bringing it more, a little bit more personal where we've seen that and how we kind of make those decisions. Um, but, you know, but, but for me, when we first kind of brought up this topic, been a complete 180, you know, we grew up in a yell, yelling and you yell and you, you your emotions take over and there's zero logic. You don't necessarily go derogatory and fight dirty, but that wasn't certainly wasn't out of the question and certainly was what I learned. I, I t- very much took that uh, tact into, into marriage and it was quite a while before I learned um, you didn't actually have to like uh, say you're going to get a divorce whenever you're mad at your wife, your wife, which is something that I, I did. It was a tool in the toolbox that I had to, you know, talk to somebody and I, the counselor to be like, Hey, yeah, Paul. Yeah. That's not a, that's not healthy, man. Like stop doing that. Um, so yeah, it took me a while. This has molded me into uh, the man I am today. And I joke, but I, I really feel like, uh, you know, and now this is me kind of getting ahead of us, but boy, it is my view and it is, it has changed so much. Um, like I said, it was just yelling when I was a kid, just yelling matches. I, I was one who didn't like, there was zero conflict. I didn't want cl- conflict. I didn't like conflict. So like Eric or Omanek, when I first met you, you were like, that was the first time I was, I saw another side. It was like meeting somebody from Mars because I, not only would he have the conversations, but you talk to him and he'd be like, I'd be like, yeah. So the, I like the, the one time I'd be like meekly speak up and be like, so I think this he'd be like, yeah, that's BS, man. And I'd be like, you can't, that's my opinion. You can't say that. Like I didn't like scurry, scurry under a rock because I wasn't used to having that conversations like that. Right. I just had to learn. Yeah. Maybe we just talk back and forth. Like, it's just, it's not a big deal. Right. Like, you know, and so now, uh, I'm a consultant. Part of my job is to push back and tell a client, no, that's dumb and find a better way to say that. <laughs> uh, then no, that's dumb. Um, but Sometimes yeah, Sometimes that way works by the way. Well, you have to have a rapport with the client. Listen, Mr. Poopy Pants. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, yeah. So so that's a bad password. Um, just, just lowercase letters with six characters is bad. Let me tell you why. Um, very much uh, this 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 podcast, I feel like this is almost like a conflict resolution. This is almost like another very Paul-centric podcast because this is such an area that I've seen so much growth. And it's so funny that you all have such positive experiences when you're kids because I did not. Like, I just... I did not have to know how to play the conflict game. Hard conversations, I would just hide. I didn't want any part of it. It's just, I don't know, this is fascinating. Usually when we played the conflict game, it was either running for our life for, for that time frame. And then, and then so nothing would really come from it. From a, and, and I, no, I'm not 
advocating that my parents beat us or physically harmed us in any way. The outcomes usually was something gut-wrenching that we'd lose or opportunities or, and they were pretty severe. And, but you learn those lessons and you learned that's the, t and even from a parenting perspective, because there's, there's points where you, I mean, at the, you think as a kid, if your, your parents are like, doing something to you or or even at the early age where they're they're taking something away from you that's like how how inconvenient you don't realize from the parent perspective that it's a real inconvenience many times for them to say nope mm. well we're not we're not going to do that yeah. thanks yeah. for ruining yeah. it charlie yeah <laughs> I, funny i have I'm a feeling leave that... you home we'll lock the door and leave you some cat food you know <laughs> like right being first born in the family, my parents got to make all of the mistakes of what they didn't do. And then when my brother rolled around two years later, they were like, we're professionals. We know how to do this. And they just totally like, you know, I, I felt, I think, Adam, you got more, more punishments, more items taken away. And it was clearly like, I remember growing up, a lot of things were like, oh, we're going to, you know, you're not going to have this for this. And, you know, because your behavior was this. And then I would get it back like, you know, moments later with Adam, I recall on several occasions, like Adam, if you don't do this and you, you, know, you have the consequences, the consequences were in inflicted and then they were inflicted to like with the harsh punishment. <laughs> and Adam would be like, always having to tell his friends, I can't do and that because I don't have my game controller or I don't have this. Or <laughs> and it's funny. And you see that you see, it's well they are your children but you see a lot of those personalities yeah, come out yeah. through your kids and you're like oh <laughs> you know yeah. but uh, i'm sorry mom and dad i'm sorry <laughs> mom and dad i'm sorry mom and dad. <laughs> uh, it's it's ha it's a good thing that you guys are all having those conversations because i've had those like hey i go to breakfast with my dad when we were going to breakfast before covid and it'd be like Dad, I don't know how you did it with me. And I don't know how yeah. you did it with Adam. And he'd just laugh and roll, you know, his eyes and be like, yeah, yeah, no, it was, you, you were a good kid. I'm like, well, thank you for giving me the positive side to say I was a good kid. But I, I was a jerk. <laughs> I was, a, I, I don't know how you put up with me. I'm surprised I lived, but yeah. Now we have to censor this podcast because you said bad. So our, our next question, as we kind of start talking about uh, a little bit more present tense, how has your uh, hard conversation strategy or conflict resolution strategy morphed over the years. And then in particular, is there a certain point in time or a certain experience that gave you a new outlook on having hard conversations or something that you've learned that changed it a little bit uh, at all? I think for me, tone, because you can't, I'm not a wishy-washy person. And so, but the, there has to be a balance in your tone and your overall mannerisms to a point where you're not just blowing up, but you're not like, okay, well, let's talk about. <laughs> and, and the other thing is, right? Just from right. that, you're getting into like yeah. serial killer. Yeah, and, and, and just right. not from that. Yeah. Just <laughs> listening. Listening is the biggest thing. Like saying your point, but being able to train just in your own children, train your mm -hmm. children to be able to to not explode at you. And and we had, mm -hmm. we find that with Drew, every our, our youngest, every once in a while, where. She's got a effervescent personality and can can like lay into you. And it's like, I'm you're lucky we're not near a cliff because you're going right over <laughs> and I'm going to hold on to the parachute. Though. <laughs> but but being able to find that balance where you're like, hey, this is a serious situation. And no, I'm not joking. And no, I'm not going to coddle you. But also to the point where the individual that you're having, well, wh whomever you're having that conversation with can can be able to retort in a in a way that's okay this is why i'm frustrated yeah, this is right. and be able to have that conversation that's one thing heather and i've been trying to do is is 
be able to without going into a screaming and fighting match because I know my youngest will just completely yeah. will fight us. the The older one will br- right. will break down and get emotional. The younger one will will give it back as as much as possible. <laughs> and so, being able to to awesome. find that balance yeah. in a, in a way that's okay. We're going to talk about this. We're not. It's not just going to be. You're not just going to go running and stomping off. And and right. and there are times where and finding that point where there are times where you have to back off. You have to back off and say, okay, no, calm down because you're emotional and you're letting your emotions get over the best of it. And either yeah. from our st- adult standpoint, backing off, like go, I can't talk to you right now, and then coming back, or from the point of like you need to go calm down and be able to come back and have this conversation. You go out in the backyard and pick yourself a switch. And when you come back, we'll finish this conversation. <laughs> You're sleeping in the sugar shack. <laughs> it's got Wi-Fi, so she's okay. <laughs> Turned and there's lots of sugar in it. So you can go. So yeah. And the generator is not down there either. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> Get half a battery. I can think of an event and then I can think of a shift that happened more recently. I'm not exactly sure when it happened, but let's start with the event. So it's funny. So we talk about the things that we saw modeled when we were growing up about conflict. What's really funny is I don't remember as a kid thinking that those fights were okay, right? I remember feeling like there weren't any winners, even though we did eventually come to a solution. I remember feeling uh, like conflict kind of sucked. It didn't stop me from having conflicts or having those conversations, but I knew, I guess I felt like I knew what the bad stuff, bad side of that was um, in some ways, you know, to a very limited extent. I was pretty sheltered and I had parents and family that loved me and I had friends that loved me. And, and so those conflicts were never as destructive as they could have been. But at one point, uh, I remember the pastor of our church, it was Ed Conway, doing a whole seminar for our youth group on conflicts. And I remember him talking about how conflicts were neither good or bad. They were just opportunities. And it was really what you did with them. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I still remember that portion of the conversation. I don't remember a lot else from that conversation, but I remember thinking, Oh, wait a second. So when I have a fight, that's not a good or a bad thing, but how I handle it is. That's a, that was a huge transformation for me, a huge shift for me. Mm. Um, and then the other thing that I remember, and this is more recently, you know, Paul, I was a consultant for a little while. I ran a consulting team for a little while. Um, I've planted churches. I've had a lot of hard conversations. <laughs> And at some point I realized the reason that I have hard conversations and the reason that I think that I'm, and and this may just be my assessment, so feel free to correct me, but the reason that I think that I'm pretty good at having hard conversations is that when I have a hard conversation, it's never about me winning. You know, when I have a hard conversation, I, I think this is like a huge pivot for me. It's all about how do we all win? Like, I'm not having a hard conversation to be right. I'm having a hard conversation because um, something's not going the way that that it, not the best way that I think it could. Something's, or, you know, sometimes I'm having a conversation with an employee and I'm like, listen, I understand your frustration here, here, and here, but when you handle it this way, 
these are the consequences and these are not good. So we have to change that. You know, when I'm talking to a client, like, I understand you're not happy here. How can I help you resolve that? Because the reality is we're stuck in a contract for three years and we got to figure out how we move forward. You know, like when I'm having a hard conversation where people aren't happy and I'm coming into that conversation, trying to find a resolution, um, it's not about me getting the most out of the situation. It's about us finding a way to win and move forward. And I think that's a huge difference maker when you're having a hard conversation because it it comes in with an attitude of respect, which is something Adam mentioned earlier. But it also comes in with an attitude of listening. Like, I can't, we can't have the best solution unless I'm actually hearing what your problem is. And sometimes hearing beyond what you think the solution is, right? Um, which can be a good thing and a bad thing. Sometimes I hear more than is there, <laughs> you know, but, but, you know, I think that's a huge difference when you're having a hard conversation is that this isn't about winning. You know, this is about having a good conversation and learning something from the conversation and sharing what you think is a valuable opinion. Yeah. And, you know, to, I think to, to me, so that's the, for me, that's the, that's the gem of the, of the podcast. And I think that, um, what, like what Adam was saying earlier, that's the, that's the difference with social media. Like that's the difference today. And it's not just the younger generation. In fact, I see it's mostly some of the folks that are a little bit older on the, on Facebook, frankly, that are just wanting to tell me their opinion and not want to have a conversation that they just want to, this, this is, it is what the way it is and then get off my lawn. Um, so, so to me, and it's, and it's because there, there, there doesn't want to be a conversation there and it, there doesn't want to be. And I'll tell you, um, that's when I learned that there, I, I don't remember where I'm, it's probably counseling. Like I said, probably in that, you know, first couple of years of Liz and I's marriage, um, uh, when I realized I just needed to change my entire conflict resolution strategy because it wasn't quite working. And, um, it was like, oh, I don't have to win there's not a winner or a loser and in fact to your point eric the whole idea of winning that my goal should be the relationship and not to win my goal should be to continue the relationship and to find it's not even a collaboration or finding the the best compromise it's about listening to the other side and wanting to build on that relationship um and and being able to walk away going yeah i, I still disagree you know clients that i tell them hey don't do this and they're like i'm going to do it i'm like all right but just so you know this is you know um not recommended but You're you know at zapped. least we <laughs> exactly at least we talk through why and i can i can a lot of times if i just shut up and let them talk for a bit i'm like oh i see the pickle you're in and i understand the pickle and i may yeah. think you can get out of the pickle and you may not think you can get out of the pickle but yeah, it is what it is. I think it also just so. comes, and if you take it from a from a Christian values perspective, what are you really getting out of it? Like, from mm, your opinion, mm, oh, oh, by the way, yeah. the world does not revolve around you, and it's not about right. you, right. <laughs> which is the hardest lesson to learn, yeah. especially when you feel or or you're moving into something, or you you feel that that this is this is the direction for you or whatnot. <laughs> It's 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 a hard lesson to learn that hey you're just you're just a cog in the wheel 
you know, and you're, you're, but you're an important Mm. cog in the wheel, you know, and you're not, you're, what you do makes, it has value, has worth, but it's not in, in a selfish kind of just, what is it, what is it for me and how do I get it? Because I mean, it's so easy to fall into that position. And, and in the end you look at it and you're like, well, I'm still miserable, you know? Well, it's, it's interesting because like one of the biggest things that I kind of have learned over both the length of my marriage and relationships and having children and being with you guys and our ups and downs, um, once kind of, um, phrase that kind of sticks with me a lot that, uh, I have kind of tried to always commit and, you know, to memory and just use a lot. It's like the biggest problem that, um, you know, when, when it comes to communication is that we don't listen to understand, but we listen just to reply. Mm-hmm. And how many times, like, I mean, Paul, you talked about on the, the professional side, you're, you know what you want to say because you have that delivery line of like, Hey, mm-hmm. this is going to hurt you. This is going to harm you. You're ready to say that. But how often, you know, do we stop to understand what that person's saying? And, Oh, I see where your pain is. I see yeah. what the struggle is. And then come alongside that struggle um, in a way that may help them grow and understand um one of the verses that big bible verse that i always committed uh and try to remember a lot is just um you know in proverbs uh, 14 23 um and it's basically all hard work brings a profit but mere talk leads to poverty and for me that is very much a relational thing like your profit can be anything but profit in a relationship is especially when you get into hard topics, no matter it's professional, personal, or relate, you know, um, relational with your spouse or children, what you're investing in and, and profits always what you, is the outcome of what you pour into. So if you're spending the time to use, like Eric said, your two ears and not your mouth, um, and spend the opportunities to speak slowly mm. and encourage and question and mold and shape and not try to just deliver, you know, I'm going to come down to you on a ton of, uh, a ton of bricks because my point needs to be stated and you need to hear it and you need to execute on it. I know growing up and I'm sure you guys are pretty much the same way. How often did you ever listen to your parents when they said you need to do this and it needs to be done exactly A, B, C, or D you were like, hell no, screw you. Right. I've done that with my kids. And you know, uh, as my son's obviously 19, my conversations are very different. They're, they're question based and they're, they're hard topics. They're, you know, there are a lot around relationships and, you know, it helps to build that model. I mean, you know, I've done that with my relationship with my wife and the kids see it and they understand it. And, you know, there's, they take little bits and pieces of it when they grow up. But if you can use those to just keep reinforcing and reinforcing the hard conversations are like the gold. I, like I had one today in the car ride home with my son from mm-hmm. a job. And it was like, it was great because it wasn't like, it wasn't a pressure, high pressure situation. It was a, Hey, just tell me what's going on. We'll talk. I'll ask questions. I won't, you know, give you my dissertation of 20 minutes about how I used to do this when I was this kid and blah, blah, blah. And just gave them little bits and things to think about. And, you know, walking away from that, that's the like, oh yeah, that's awesome. That's, that's, that's investment. That's the profit Mm -hmm. side of it. And, you know, so hard conversations, I, as I get older, I'm welcoming them more because I'm not going in with the full, you know, shield and battle ax to I'm in there to say, hey, you know, let's stop, rethink, regroup, and figure out how both sides, like Eric said, both sides can win. 
I'll say bum, so you can put that inside the uh, point where you said that word. Bleep it out. <laughs> Beep. Derriere. <laughs> all right, that's awesome. And uh, mere talk leads only to poverty. Dude, I'm a consultant. That's all I do is talk, man. I know. Gets... I don't know. I don't know. Um, all right, so... Uh, we've talked about where we got our uh, thoughts of uh, conflict re- resolution as kids and how that's changed. Now, what's your strategy now? Give me an instance where you've uh, you've used that either you know with yourself in some way, maybe professionally, or uh, maybe with your uh, with your kids. Give me uh, an example of uh, what your strategy is now. How how do you handle a hard co- conversation now? What's that line from 42 where he says, you know, you want the questions to come in or you want the pitch to come in slow. You want the questions to come in slow. That always rings in my head all the time, especially when I get into either conflict. And so that's kind of been my, my go-to strategy of like, okay, let's slow this conversation down. I can gather my thoughts and you know, we don't have to go through it like a bull in a China closet. We can take time to work through and it, it, it ends up becoming a better conversation a more healthy conversation a, a conversation that is beneficial and you know provides growth so cool. i just started to learn that i am not a professional in, and nor have, have i been able to practice this successfully That's but awesome. god has given me more i guess patience to be able to want to recognize those situations and, and start to do and that. i feel like that's awesome and i love that you just say that you just learned it because i feel like it's like the secret sauce that nobody tells you is that, hey, you don't have to have it all figured out by 40. Right. Like you're still going to learn a lot of new things. Or 45. And, or 45 <laughs> or 50 or 78 or whatever. Like you're still learning things as you go. Or <laughs> or 14. My son knows it all. Um, I'm so, pretty yeah, sure I knew it all at awesome. 14. I'm just Dude. saying. Seriously, you were drinking at 15. What are and you then, talking about? <laughs> and then you just forgot along the way and had to relearn it. Um so yeah, I love that. I love the slow it down. Uh, nice uh, 40, 42 reference. That's great. That's great. Cool. So um, good advice. Who's who's next? What else um, have you kind of learned? What's your strategy today? I, I you know one of the things that I've learned is um, in there are things that are absolute, right? There's absolute right, absolute wrong, absolute truth, uh-huh. all that stuff. But I think. In a vast majority of the things that we do in our lives, there's multiple right ways to do something and multiple ways that would be okay. And and I think one of the things that I find is that I, I go into conversations a lot less with the final answer. Uh, that's good. Does that make sense? So yeah. like um, – I remember, you know, you asked for an example. I remember sitting down with a guy who's a good friend of mine who was trying to um, start a church. And, um, really wrestling with stuff. And, and as we sat down, I'm like, you know, so here's the things that I see Mm. that would concern me. They aren't necessarily bad. They aren't necessarily good, but these are the things that, that I'd like to see different. And, you know, at the end of the conversation, he's like, you know, somebody else just said that to me, but it was really hard for me to take. But the way that you said it made it really approachable, you know, not because, um, not because I'm any better than the last person that said it, but I said it in a way of how can I help you, you know, you know, and, and 
I don't know if this is all there is. I don't know if this is what you need to do. I mean, in the end, you know, the end of the conversation was, dude, you got to take this and pray through it and see if any of it's real. Like, this is just my opinion. And and I've seen a lot of stuff. You know, this is my experience. This is my opinion. These are the things that I've seen. And, and you know, as a result, some changes were made and things have gone much better for him, you know. But even those changes weren't instantaneous. And some of those things he didn't take. And that's okay. Like, I can't hold it. Like, we're having a hard conversation. My opinion is not always right. You know, what I want to say is not always the perfect way to go. And I I think as long as we can remember that and not take it personally when they don't take all of it, right? I, I think we can have hard conversations without it being a personal thing. You know, it's personal because he's a friend. It's personal because it's my opinion, but it doesn't have to be personal because as my friend, he didn't take all of my opinion. Right. Right. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and, and I think I have the, the tone thing that Adam was talking about is real. Like, this is something I'm concerned about. This is something I want to see better. You know, like my, my tone is concerned and encouraging, not lambasting and demanding and ultimatums yeah you know um and so i i think that that's you know and all of that bundles together with i'm not here to win right to to go back to the strategy that i we talked Mm -hmm. about in the last section right i'm not here to win it's not about me winning it's about us finding the best way forward yeah agree you know Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, and it really comes yeah. down to that point of how can we, how can each of us or whomever's in that conversation can take information and grow from it? Right. Yeah, it's true. So, Adam, is that your strategy? Is 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 the? Uh, I just punch to, and um... kick. <laughs> Seriously, go for the knees. <laughs> <laughs> I just roll into a ball and start emitting electricity. No, I, I, I think I just go back to the same thing. <laughs> the, the point of, right. of just my tone. And if my tone isn't right, and if I'm not coming yeah. at it in, in, in the, in that operation, then it's just, it's yeah. just going to lead to more walls. I have to break through. Um, yeah. And I see that again, this also the kind of the attitude I take into my daily job too is, is, shutting my mouth a lot and and letting someone have the conversation or get their point across and and be able to present present a view in something that's not going to just provide an answer that's so hard um and to eric's point again from his conversation where he brought up the example of like wow that's Someone else confirmed that, but the way you said that, the person was more susceptible. The person was more open because we're so e- just as humans, right. are so easy to just shut down and be like, "Nope, give you the bird," <laughs> you know. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think I think it's big too because I, I and I, um, man, everything you you guys said was really awesome. I'm so I'm taking notes. Uh, for today's podcast, for so that I can learn from you, not for the podcast. 
podcast just so you know um because I'm, I'm learning here because i still think i have a long way to go um i you know i think like eric one of the things you said was um not going in with the answer and i i feel like i do that and i feel like i i because somebody has said hey paul i have a question about x and i just kind of brain dump and then i and then they're like yeah i know all that i had a like a, and then they ask me and I'm like, Oh, that's your question. And instead of me brain dumping now, it's like, okay, let's, why don't you just tell me where you're coming from? And then I'll, I'll gather my answer. Cause I'm so worried about what they're going to say. And I'm trying to just have the answers ready. I need to just, so, you know, listen is really what we're saying, but I'll, I'll say too that, um, man, like just holding the relationship in such high regard and understanding that you can win the fight and lose the relationship. And, uh, that was something I had heard a while ago that I knew and I learned fairly recently, but then I heard Andy Stanley say it in just that way, um, on a podcast, you can win the fight, but lose a relationship. And I thought, yeah. And that's, and like you guys said, as Christians, our goal should never be to lose a relationship. In fact, it should be the exact opposite, no matter who we're talking to right. and what we're, it should be. Look, yes, I agree that you, do you think that? And I think the opposite, but let's, you know, let's talk through this and let me hear what you're saying and hear where you're coming from and hear where did you, th- you know, where did you gather that information and what have you. Um, but I'll tell you that, um, so the last kind of, kind of note here, just a mini, mini story. Um, so we were at dinner a few nights ago and, um, you know, something happened where the manager came in and asked, asked Liz a question about could, um, could she have, it's basically about, um, she has a, um, a service animal now. And, uh, so there was some questions in that and there's things that there's things that the manager can say and things that they can't ask and not to get into, into all of that. But basically, um, I hadn't really read up on it. Right. So the manager leaves and, you know, after coming over a few times and kind of giving us a little bit of gruff, but being very respectful, but I could tell Liz was really upset about somebody kind of, you know, asking questions. So I, I started looking online and being like, okay, well being the consultant, I want to learn about what's going on so I can help him and, and help resolve the conflict. Well, as I was doing that, my son pipes up and he's like, you know, I got to say something. I think that you're, you know, you're not taking, um, you know, you know, mom is, is upset and you're, you're not being sensitive to that. And at first I was like, dude, you're insane. Like, that's all I'm doing. But as he talked, there was like, he just kept talking and talking and talking. And I finally, it clicked in. I'm like, wow, like, how does she see me? Like, am I checking up on her? So I turned to her, I'm like, what do you think? And she's like, yeah, I actually, I, it, it is kind of, um, you know, it, it makes me feel like you're like, you don't trust me. And I'm like, well, I'm, you know, and so just to like talk about a hard conversation on both sides and I'll be honest, you know, we got home that night and I was pretty raw from talking, but I talked to my son and I said, man, I am so proud of you that you saw that side and you were so empathetic to ask her and even, even to bring it up. So, um, uh, so, so yeah, like, Hopefully he's learning that and hopefully he he's learning and able to be, um, you know, respectful still and, and still have that conversation. And he, he was, you know, for the most part with me. Uh, but I'll, I'll tell you, I, that was a whole new learning experience and, you know, I'm 44, so I haven't, I don't have this all figured out. So that's another note to what Fife said. Like we we're all co- continuously learning and just moving yeah. through. Um, so, so with that, uh, w- any other final thoughts about conflict resolution yeah, I, or hard, having hard conversation? Any I, other notes there? Except Adam. Anybody except I'm just I kidding. think one of the difficult <laughs> things is is 
when you have that person or that individual that's that you have a relationship with where they they never learn from the examples and the conversations and so having that point where you you have to get to a point where you just have to separate yourself you know from from people that just either want to stay in what they want to stay in or not it's it's a it's tough when you get to a point where you have that relationship and the opposite person in that in that situation doesn't want to grow from it and doesn't and and so it's that balancing act of of that 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 godlike spirit of like hey i'm still going to be here for you but there's also tough love too and jesus mm-hmm. showed that many times in the bible so it but it's it's finding that balance because you can go tough love really quickly and actually do more damage than like coming at it with a soft heart. But there's also those points. I I don't want to say, I mean, God calls us to be, to be, to, to be compassionate, but there's also points where even in the Bible, it says that the kingdom of God suffered violence and the violent take it by force. There are points where you have to have that tough love, have to have that point of like, Hey, I love you, but I can't keep going like this because you're not, you're not learning from those examples. You're not, and I'm here for you, but I'm, I'm going to separate myself because you're just not learning from that. So it's, it's, it's tough to, it's a tough balance. It's a tough balance, but you don't want to just be wishy-washy because people never, people coddle. It's human nature to be like, oh, well, I'm getting attention. So I'm going to coddle into stuff like that. So th- I just want to bring up that point too, because I've had situations where I've had mm. to, like, I've had to yeah. back away and be like, "Dude, I, I love you, but you're not." You're, and we we're, we seem to be coming down the same strip. And again, you yeah. you forgive your brother seventy seven hundred times, but still, there's a point where you've got to be like, "Okay, I'm gonna separate myself from you because you're just not." Yeah. You know. Yeah. So I also want to just bring that to the point. I love you, but yeah. this is toxic. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Good call. Good call. Cool. Yeah. Those, that's a, that's a great note. Eventually there's a time where you need to pull yourself away. And like you said, not without um, some prayerful, uh, prayerful, you know, thoughts as well. Yeah. And sometimes that pulling away is for a season. It's not typically Mm. a permanent thing. Sometimes it's a permanent thing, but most of the time it's just for a season to give everybody some space to grow. Um, And there's a hundred reasons for that. Yeah, I, you know, Paul laughed about, or joked about his interaction with me about hard conversations. Um, there's a joke around my house with my kids that I actually enjoy hard conversations. And, you know, I, I want to echo something that Eric said, because I, I think it's really true. I feel like hard conversations are the gold of the relationships that you have. Mm-hmm. Because the reality is anybody can have frivolous conversations with anybody and it has no meeting. It has no meat. Those hard conversations are where your, your relationship digs roots in how you handle them, how you grow from them, how you move forward from them are the places where, um, the true value of those relationships. Cause sometimes those, those conversations are, Hey, Eric, you're being a banana head and I need that. Mm. Sometimes those conversations are, 
um, hey, Eric, here's a huge opportunity for you. Don't miss it. Sometimes those conversations are, you know what? I don't agree with your political views. And and we all need to hear differing opinions because it's easy to get short-sighted and tunnel view, tunnel visioned. Mm. You know, where we only see a small pinhole of the reality that we live in. And that's why we need people around us that are going to have hard conversations with us because otherwise we get very comfortable in our stuff and we don't change much. We don't grow the way we can. And so those hard conversations are the ways that we grow, whether we're having them or being having them had with us. (laughs) So, you know, I, I, it's easy to shy away from this, but this is like good, deep, valuable stuff. Mm. To me, um, it's all about the relationship and it's all about building rapport, right? When I'm working with a client, um, I've definitely seen that it helps to have those hard conversations on a, you know, maybe day two or three, not necessarily day one. I mean, mm. you know, if we're talking in, a, if we're, you know, having a topic and it's day one and we got to talk it, so be it. But, you know, building rapport is, is really key. And, uh, to me, that's what this, that's what came out of this. The only reason that, um, you know, Eric and I, that I was comfortable having a conversation about, uh, differing views with Eric, you know, not too long ago was because we had the rapport and because I knew that, um, we would just be seeing each other's side. And I'll tell you, that has really helped keep me grounded. And it's in a scenario where, you know, people are, you know, posting things on Facebook and being, you know, kind of picking sides that's really helped keep me grounded and go, Oh yeah. Like people are saying, like another thing Andy Stanley says is everybody thinks they're right. Right. Like everybody (laughs) is coming from somewhere saying, Hey, I'm right. So I'm not going to just say you're wrong and they're going to disagree and go, Oh yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. Everybody has reasons for the way that they think they do. Nobody thinks they're wrong. And so we need to tap into that and, and have a relationship and be like, yes, explain to me, tell me about your perspective. Why, why do you think you're right? Why do you think that that's true? And, um, it's, you know, I mean, the fact that I had that conversation with, with Eric the other day is to me such a mile. I feel like it's such a milestone in my life because that is absolutely the kind of conversation that I would have. And probably still to some point, like, just want to sweep under the rug and hide under the rock and be like, nope, no mas. Let's talk about the weather. Let's talk about, you know, sports teams or whatever, or fantasy football or whatever. And let's not talk about exactly. Let's not talk about. But again, your other hand. Um, so that, that would be. My, <laughs> that would be my uh my, my recommendation and uh here as as we're you know kind of you know tying things up i would just say take a take a step yeah it may not go well but like if to me i, I feel like we've given tips right um watch your tone if you start to get frustrated you know take things slow uh, i'm very much a um maybe you can figure out you know how you are are you somebody that's going to get more emotional like me who i just kind of it's all emotion or is it somebody more logic? Like my wife is very logical. So uh, one of the reasons that I stopped trying to think that winning was a good thing was because I never won anything because she's so smart and she's so good and she's so logical <laughs> that I would just like, ah, and then she would just like win. And I'm like, did you feel it. like you were on an episode of Star Trek every time you were Captain Kirk fighting <laughs> against Spock every time? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. No, not quite that, that emotionless, but she's just really smart, really good on her feet. She should have been a lawyer. Uh, my son may, he's just as good on his feet and probably at this point smarter than me. Um, 
but yeah, that, that would be my, that would be my recommendation here is have those conversations. And for us as four Christians centered in, in, in God and with Jesus as our, uh, as, as our, um, author and, and, uh, savior, um, being, you know, having the Holy spirit as a guide certainly helps because we can pray and we can, we can help center ourselves and, and just lift it up into prayer right before we're going to have those hard conversations. Lord, help me, uh, to have this hard conversation. Great. Well, uh, thanks everybody. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate your time. Uh, so let us know what hard conversations have you had? How have you, um, what strategy have you learned? Um, how have you handled them? Uh, where did you learn that? Did you learn that when you were a kid? Did you see somebody else model them? Did you see it on, you know, maybe TV somewhere? Please let us know in the comments. Oh, and thanks for listening to the Forefathers Podcast, where we talk about faith, fatherhood, and other F words. If you want to learn more, head over to our website at the number four, fatherspodcast.com. If you'd like to help our show, make sure you give us a review on iTunes or in the podcast app of your choice. Those reviews help others find our show. And if you have any other questions or comments, you can send those to feedback at forefatherspodcast.com.